This is a National Arts Center podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the National Arts Center NACOcast series. My name is Sean Rice and I play clarinet with the National Arts Center Orchestra. For this episode, we have our principal cellist, Rachel Mercer, in the Hexagon studio to discuss her new album that she recently recorded. In fact, you just heard an excerpt from it at the opening of this NACOcast. Welcome and thanks for joining us today, Rachel. Thank you. So what did we just hear? We heard the title track from the album and it's an album of uh, duos for violin and cello uh, by all Canadian women and it was recorded by me and my sister, who's a violinist. So it's a really very personal album for for me, and just the, the genesis of the album was wanting to play with my sister, who's a fantastic musician, and years of, of um, looking for a repertoire for that combination mm-hmm. and finding... Um, the, the repertoire for Duo is pretty small, mm-hmm. and so I was always looking for Canadian music and I played most of the ones written by men and, and other ones. <laughs> yeah. And and I found in the Canadian Music Centre um, duos by Violet Archer and Jean Coulthard, who mm-hmm. were like the big composers of the 20th century, both women, huge uh, repertoire, and they've barely been played. Yeah. And and I really wanted to, to record them and ended up commissioning three other pieces and finding one more duo to play. So the one that you just heard was by Rebecca Cummings, Mm -hmm. who's a young composer. We had composers of different generations. She, um, she's about the same age as me, and she started to get into her roots, her Bulgarian heritage. So that's why you hear a little bit of that flavor in the piece. She called it Our Strength, Our Song, which um, the, the idea came from um, knowledge passed down through generations of women oh, wow. in in the Bulgarian traditions. Okay. So so it has a lot lot of meaning, and she wrote it for us in the end of 2019, hmm. uh, 2018, and she actually um, passed away a few months oh, later from sorry. Um, yeah brain tumor. So and she she's very young. So oh my goodness. like there's many layers of meaning in this. When I when I hear this music, it's. Um, everything that she represents and the the bond between women through generations and sisters and 
our strength, our song, what that what that means today. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very for for us very powerful piece, and that's why we we made it the title track. But wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, that she passed away. I'm I'm the the album, the inspiration for it sounds like obviously you're looking for Canadian women composers first and foremost. Is that correct? It, so, uh, yeah, it kind yeah. of. I mean, it started it started with just the Archer and Coulthard, but. Mm-hmm. Then it just, it's kind of ended up like that. And it actually also, the music spans about 40-ish years, which okay. is kind of around our ages and everything. So it kind <laughs> of just, you know, really represents our two lives as musicians and the composers. And the, where it so went. before we go into all the all the pieces on this on this program, let's talk about your sister, where she based, yeah. and she plays violin, right? Yeah. yeah. My sister's a violinist. Uh, she went to Germany um, to study at university age, and she never left. So okay. she's been there <laughs> over 15 years now. Cool. She studied in Cologne, and then she was in the Munich Phil Orchestra Academy for a wow. couple of years, and then won a job in the Frankfurt Radio Orchestra, where she's wow. assistant principal second violin. Awesome. Um, so she's been there for a long time. And we've played together all of our lives since mm-hmm. we were since we were little, and she's just so incredible. And so, a chance to get over to Canada and work <laughs> together, and actually see her and play with her was was part of the reason of doing this project together. Mm-hmm. So the other composers, can we talk about who else is on this on this album? Yeah, so the we had Violet Archer, Jean Coulthard. Those are older works. Mm-hmm. I found a work by Barbara Monk Feldman, which was written in '89 when she was in Germany. Uh, actually, I think she was in Holland, but um, so this is a very different work from the others on the program. And she's, of course, is alive today. And we actually worked on the piece with her. Um, she came, she came to our house. And what's interesting about that, working with composers who are alive, yeah. <laughs> you know, you you prepare a piece, you you get your interpretation from what you see on the page, and then they go, oh no no no, I meant this, <laughs> and then oh, you yeah. know, it's a completely <laughs> different different idea, which which is you know that's what what we have on the page is only goes so far. So it was amazing mm. to have her there. And Sometimes the, the opposite experience is like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, the three other pieces uh, were new commissions. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca Cummings' piece, uh, Alice Ho, who oh, cool. um, I've, she's written stuff for me before, and um, some of it has been kind of Asian-influenced, and my sister and I are both half-Japanese, mm-hmm. so she actually went went in that direction, and it's inspired by Music for the Gods um, okay. um, in the Japanese kind of theater world, old traditional world. Cool. And she has some really neat effects that she created from using guitar picks that sound like a koto or shamisen, the okay, Japanese yeah. instruments. Mm-hmm. And then the last uh, commission was Jocelyn Morlock. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to have her write something for me. I've played some of her music now, and I just love it, and the, her just special kind of sound world. Mm-hmm. And she wrote us a really fun piece called Serpentine Paths, which has <laughs> many meanings. I mean, they all took the idea of sisters or, you know, a duo uh, different ways. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a really fun piece to play, too. Cool. The uh, piece you talked about with... Other sounds. Yep. What, what, those, what other types of sounds are you employing in that piece? Okay, so there's plucking. There's normal yeah. kind of plucking yeah. that we do, but but it is supposed to sound more like a traditional instrument. So my sister okay. does have to use a guitar pick. Okay. Which she actually played the koto as a kid. She took really eight years of koto lessons. Wow. So she she can really do it well. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing what it sounds like. Um, she also Alice. Um, she got us to take a pencil and bang the strings. So I think her idea was getting oh, this yeah. kind of very percussive sound. Okay. Like, also like in theater or 
that old traditional Japanese music. Mm-hmm. And I think she knew that string players do not want to bang their bows on the right. string. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she used pencils, pencils instead. Pencils. But yeah, so, <laughs> so that was, it was interesting experimenting with like what kind of pencil, where on the pencil to use. You know, do not use a pencil that has paint on it because the paint chips will fly everywhere. So Great. Different yeah, legs, you don't really you know, want that was, in your instrument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was an interesting thing to learn. And she really created an amazing effect in the cool. music with that. Great. So, I mean, this is this is probably uh, obvious for me, but not for our, our listeners. But you have so many projects you do outside of the orchestra. You're very busy as a chamber musician. And, and I'm assuming that this project also was part of that that part of your career, too. Like, you, I imagine you're touring these performances together, right? Yeah, we're hopefully yeah. going to do more, more performances of this particular project. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always... There's so many things that that interests me to do. I've got the, you know, the little dream book that has all the ideas that I want to try someday. Mm-hmm. And luckily, um, in the last 20 years, I've been in the position to commission works or mm-hmm. um, find a way to create a recording. And those are, for me, it's a m- more tangible way of leaving something in the world. Yeah. You know, I love performing. That's what I live for. But, it, you know, you perform and then it's, it's gone. Right. <laughs> and and yeah. which the moment is still there. You know, it'll live inside everybody who experienced it. But having a piece written, especially selfishly for, for yourself, is yeah. always nice. <laughs> and then um, the creating a recording that... that you know, for me, when I make a recording the next day, I just can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> That's just the way it works. But it, yeah. it, it's really a moment in time. It yes. shows shows that moment. Yes, mm-hmm. of course, I play it differently now. But so I, I really enjoy doing that. And I've done that with various chamber groups mm-hmm. and myself over the years. Cool. Sorry, I, I will go back to the recording for one yeah. second. But the, can we talk about the Archer and the Cool Tart yeah. uh, pieces? What, what, what are they... What what kind of sounds do you hear in them before uh, before you learn them and, and uh, now that you've performed them and recorded them, what what kind of things were you finding in those works? Okay, the archer she taught at the University of Alberta for many years, mm-hmm. um, and my mom actually studied composition with her. Oh, really? And she gave me a little uh, Snoopy doll when I was like, <laughs> just just bored, that's, I, I, that's but I don't awesome. have the Snoopy doll. So there's this kind of weird personal connection there. Um, but I I found this these four duets which are on the program, and they're written in her very clear hand handwriting. I think she was this tiny little woman mm-hmm. apparently with lots of lots of character. Um, the music is. I think, like her her music, there is a influence of Hindemith, though she mm-hmm. did study with all the great, uh, a bunch of the great composers in Europe and uh, North America. It really has contrasting characters. I think the first one was called Brooding, so there's this um, brooding cello solo, and then <laughs> then kind of fast rhythmical things which show the interplay of two string players mm-hmm. together. Which, um, for a duo, I mean, that's that's what lots of the composers explore that kind of dual duo mm-hmm. conversation together mm-hmm. um the cool tard she uh they both actually wrote it for uh the rolston family the yes. shauna okay, and yeah. tom rolston mm-hmm. were violinist and cellist father daughter uh, so Jean Coulthard also wrote for them. Okay. And Jean Coulthard, I had played her music before, so it's this different kind of sound world. People often say it sounds English. I hear a bit of French in it, the har- harmonic um, sound world um, and that kind of character. So I think this this piece definitely has that. 
but again, it's it's actually a very difficult piece. Okay. Um, so I think that's partly why it wasn't uh, played a lot, but also because it it is a very. It seems like she wrote it really fast because okay. it's in, and it's in her handwriting. And it's <laughs> is it clear? Oh, it's not legible. <laughs> and also, there's there's parts that say rewrite this bar. Oh great! You know You're things like, like that. Uh, so, what do I do with that? <laughs> yeah. So we actually had some hired someone to engrave it to make us like a computerized score. That's good. So we could actually learn it much that faster. Ma- that and, makes it much easier. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah. <laughs> with that and the recording, people will not be able to play it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the. I guess, so you talked a little bit about this. The hope that this this music and the new works you've helped commission. Right are going to go out there and have other lives. Right. Can you talk a little more about your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, violin cello duo is a very common kind of chamber music offering, and it's something that as a cellist I've done a lot and played with lots of mm-hmm. different violinists, so we, there is a need out there for more music. So it is, and it is limited. So these these works, I think, are adding another dimension to, mm-hmm. to the repertoire and a Canadian voice over 40 yes. years, yeah. uh, which is very interesting to me, at least, mm-hmm. and hopefully to others. Absolutely. And looking. necessary. What's the process of going about and building a CD, commissioning? How, how much, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And for those who don't really understand that, could you speak a little bit to how the kind of work that goes in behind the scenes, not mm-hmm. just learning the music, not just hiring a composer, but there's a lot of, a lot of paperwork, I imagine, as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, the, the I really believe in paying the musicians. Yeah. So uh, the very first thing is starting to try to find funding for mm. the commissions. So it's a lot of grant writing, um, which I've gotten better at. I'm much <laughs> faster than I was 20 years ago to write write a grant. And there's that, and then there's the planning out of everything. You know, if you've got to book a producer. Mm-hmm. And we had a fantastic producer with David Yeager. It was the first time I worked with him. Cool. And he's, of course, a composer himself and was the producer of CBC. Um, two new hours for many, many years, creator and producer. So we were really lucky to have him. But just to book all those people, make sure they're on board, mm-hmm. you know, keep checking in with them. Well, how, like, how, how long in advance do you have to do that? At least two years. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, the yeah. idea is coming earlier than that. And then, you know, then, then you know, you've got the, you have to create a contract for the composers. And mm-hmm. that's something I've learned recently. It's really like taking... Writing contracts. I can write a contract. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how legal it is, but I can write a contract. It's okay. It's done, yeah, right? It's done. So, so, yeah. And then then you're kind of waiting for the piece. You're mm-hmm. like, is the composer going to finish on time? And, right. of course, some do, some don't. You know, but you allow for that. You have to, you know, know that that's maybe going to happen right. and, and space that out. And then there's the actual receiving of the music and being like, okay, now mm-hmm. let's see how this goes. Can I even play this? You know? Right. And <laughs> composer, some... this part's really not yeah. terrible. <laughs> I think we didn't have that issue. We we did um, do a lot of back and forth with all of them. Great. We we sent them recordings and then so there was a real collaboration during the during the writing process. Yeah, but right. mostly the pieces were really they're played as they are. There were tiny Great. little things that were adjusted. But awesome. Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. Like I mentioned earlier, you're very busy with other things. Too. You have a couple of uh, projects made in Canada Ensemble. Can you talk about some of your chamber music stuff that you do outside of, of your of your incredibly busy role as principal cellist as well as this orchestra? <laughs> well, I'm really lucky to have been playing chamber music all of my life. The most recent groups that I've been with are the Piano Quartet Ensemble Made in Canada. I've mm-hmm. been with them for six, no, 12, 12, 13 years now. Wow. Uh, 12, 12 years. Um, and we've we've toured Canada. We've toured in the States. Um, we recently, over the last two years, did a big project called the Mosaic Project, which was 14 
very small piano quartets, mm. all inspired by a region of Canada. So it became this hour-long piece, which we've recorded. The CD's coming out. We toured it across Canada, every single province and okay. territory. And on January 24th, we're actually doing a live stream um, concert of wow. it um, from St. Catharines, the First Ontario Performing Arts Centre. Cool. So uh, the, I'm imagining these are all new works? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who composed these works? Yeah. So these are by composers from across the country um, and in different genres too, not just classical. Uh, we have two singer-songwriters, Sarah Sleen and Julie oh, Doiron. great. Yeah. Some Fun. jazz guys, um, Andrew Downing, David Braid, mm. Darren Sigismund. We have Nicole Lise wrote us uh, something and a whole bunch of amazing classical composers Kevin Lau Sammy Musa Anna Sokolovich Vivian Fong I mean we wow. were so lucky that that that's, we got these the who's people who in Canada they're, they're incredible yeah. and, and the music they wrote us is incredible and we you wow. know we've played it uh, over 50 times now and it still brings us something every time so great that was a very special project that's cool you said it's being live streamed on when on January 24th. Okay, yeah. And where can we find that? Uh, online? On uh, If you look up Ensemble Made in Canada, okay. our website, you can find out more Great. information. Perfect. You also have this collaboration with uh, Stuart Goodyear, right? This is a, a, a long relationship you have with him as a collaborator. Am I right in saying? I mean, in a way, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I feel close to him, yet we barely know each other in another really? way. We okay. actually um, first met when we were about 13 and okay. we played in a piano trio together at the conservatory. I would say that's a healthy long relationship as <laughs> well, friends, wouldn't you? Yeah, so we played in a piano trio at the conservatory in Toronto and cool. got coachings by Roman of the Griffin Trio. Mm-hmm. I remember that very clearly and it was obvious that, I mean, Stuart was already playing. He had, I think he had played here with NACO his debut with the orchestra at age 11. Oh, wow. And that's actually relevant that's to the concerto. That's nothing at all. That like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he was already that. Yeah. You know? So getting to play a trio with him at a 13 was kind of cool. Right, cool. And then over the years, we, we've played together a couple more times. And then yep. um, um, a few years ago, um, he knew I was in a piano quartet. And I think he sent me a recording of a piano quartet he'd mm-hmm. just written and okay. had been premiered. So my piano quartet ended up playing it at Chamber Fest okay. a few years ago. And it's a really interesting piece. I didn't know his music before. Of course, he's been writing all his life, and he's one of those that can sit on the piano and that's amazing. improvise. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen his um, the shark song, Baby Shark song. No, that, I've not that seen went that. went viral, but then oh my he goodness. wrote a fugue on Baby Shark, and I just no, watched he it didn't, recently. Did he? <laughs> but, but it's crazy. What, hey, parents, like, go get that now. <laughs> so what his mind is like. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Cool. He wrote a fugue on it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's another level. I can't. My, I mean, I can't even play the piano. I can only read one note at a time. I play the clarinet. <laughs> Same here. Um, you, you are, is he going to be here soon for your Mafasa? Am I? Am I? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be here um, um, playing a Mafasa recital on February second. I should explain yep. that's music for a Sunday afternoon, not 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 Mufasa from from uh, Lion King, <laughs> but it's the music for a Sunday afternoon series at the National Art Gallery. Uh, so it's February second, right, in the afternoon? Yeah, please. Which continue. will include this his piano quartet. Okay. The pianist is going to be Angela Park, who is my collaborator in my piano quartet, mm-hmm. and also we've played as a duo for for about fifteen years. So mm-hmm. it's it's someone that I just it's like coming home to play with her. It's great. really just we have this flow together. So it's really great to have her on the program. And Yosuke Kawasaki and Jethro Marks will be joining us for the piano quartet. Great. What else is on that program? Yeah. We're gonna open with me and Joel Corrington playing the Rossini duo, which is oh, yeah? so fun. We've done it a few <laughs> times now, and it's just I mean I love playing with Joel. He and he's one of my biggest mentors and inspires me 
all the time. And to get to play that with him, and it, we did it actually um, in November in Perry Sound at a bunch of school concerts. Okay. And yeah, I mean, we already have a lot of fun with the piece, and right. it was going over the top. But I think we're gonna keep that spirit because we just you know egg each other on. Well, he, and it's he's no fun at all, piece. is he? <laughs> it's so it's so incredible to play. With awesome. And then cool. the second half, um, Angela and I are going to do the Rachmaninoff Sonata. Oh, lovely. Rachmaninoff Piano and Cello Sonata, since it's a piano concerto, but yeah. it's just beautiful. Well, you know, Rachmaninoff, music. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And there's still more to talk about with Stuart, right? Because isn't, isn't he writing a piece for you? Yeah, so um, he's going to be there on, on the date of the recital, but he also, um, in 2015, I got this random email I hadn't heard from him in years. Uh, Rachel, I, I want to write you a cello concerto. That's <laughs> fabulous. Said, what like, really? What are you, I think you do you have a did you make a mistake? Did you meet another <laughs> Rachel? Why? But he said, Yes, I want to I want to do this. And then I didn't hear anything for years, hmm. maybe three years. And then after playing his piano quartet, we kind of got in touch again. And he was serious about it. He said, I'm writing, I'm writing. Um, so um, we worked on a grant together to find funding. And then we got very happily NACO on board. Um, and they helped find other funding to, to fund the concerto and set a date, which is February 14th, where this piece is going to be played. And the, the process to to get there is is long and mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle of it right now. I wake up in the middle of the night with the, the themes going through my head. It's, <laughs> so it's really like <laughs> over overloading, but, oh, but it's, it's incredible to have yep. someone write you a piece. Of and course. Especially to get to play it with this orchestra. Can we talk about the piece a bit? Is that okay? I'm, yeah. I'm curious about the structure. Like, is, is it a multi-movement work? Is it... Please. It's a, it's about a 23, 24-minute work, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, it's never been played. So of course. Knows? There's everything in here. And it, it it's so amazing how it reflects his personality and his mind. Yet also, he, he apparently went deep into cello music and cello okay. technique and like studied all kinds of things. So there's all kinds of... First of all, it kind of sits nicely on the cello. That's good. And it's more about... It seems more about like how the fingers fit on the cello sometimes than than even harmony or something, if mm. that makes sense. He he wrote parts where I get to really rock out, which Fun. is what every cellist wants to do. <laughs> and then, you know, parts which are really um, vulnerable and, and a kind of beautiful in a in a kind of mysterious and haunting way, which is what I heard in his piano quartet. Mm-hmm. So it's really, this is his language, and I've listened to more of his music Great. now, and, and that's what's there. So it's this, there's this... Um, mix of three things he's definitely an intellectual that he can write a fugue like that and he can play all the beethoven sonatas in one day he has this intellectual side Mm. but he also has this deep emotional side that he's he's not like a demonstrative person when he plays Mm -hmm. but it's there very Mm -hmm. very deep so that's coming out of the music and he's a performer so he knows what you know gets out there and grabs grabs the listener and i hear that in all his music so the rhythmic kind of so there's some driving rhythms in this yeah, piece. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And and um like it's I was listening to to um bits of his music and there's there's things that you just can't help like tapping or yeah. or you know doing start this. rocking like, out to any a bit. Audience yeah, head bopping. Would, would start yeah. doing this. You can't help it. So <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really inspiring to Wow. And and interesting as I get deeper and deeper into the piece, um, what he's done with the orchestra because a big thing with cello concertos is like you can't hear the cello; <laughs> the orchestra so loud. So I mean, we haven't we'll played it yet, quiet. but but no, no, no. He, the way he's written it is so so clever that he's really you know you hear 
the the cello with more sparse kind of mm-hmm. like just the percussion or, okay or with winds really high or I'm playing ridiculously high up on the instrument so okay. it just kind of cuts through but yeah I'm really excited to see like, I'm excited how it turns out I'm really excited hearing you talk about it. I can't wait to re- learn this now I'm hoping there's wind winds part in it right yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes there's a strange. There is. There yeah. Is. <laughs> okay. So February is a really big month for you, the second yeah, and the fourteenth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Get your out. Valentine's Day tickets. <laughs> <laughs> New concerto. Okay. So this is a this is so much going on. What else? Can, I'm sure there's plenty more, but you must have other concerts lined up outside of here with all these different projects going on. What else can we look forward to in the in the near future of this 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 season? The one other main thing I'm I'm focusing on now is I have a chamber music series in Hamilton, mm. uh, just outside of Toronto, um, and we do five concerts a year. And every other year we do something called the Cello Extravaganza. And this is Cello Extravaganza Five. We're going to have on March 29th. And what it is is in the first half there's kind of solos, duos, and ensembles of cellists, and in the second half we have this mass cello choir of all ages and all levels playing together um once we had i think 50 cellists in the space and and wow it's it's such a beautiful sound like as a cellist we do this we play together we love playing cello together choirs are a thing huh <laughs> yeah they're a thing i remember my first year at banff and there's like this giant oh, cello yeah. ensemble I was like oh what? yeah little kid from newfoundland i was like 15 i think i was like what is going on here <laughs> Hi, we love it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah every year we every other year we do that and it's a this year it's a benefit for blooms for africa and the Hamilton Youth Philharmonic Orchestra, okay. so there's going to be a scholarship for them. Oh, great. Lovely. Wow. You're you're really busy and doing a lot of things. It's amazing. Well, I love I love everything that That's I get great. to do. I'm very lucky. Well, we love yeah. that you're in this orchestra. <laughs> I, I feel so lucky to be working with all of you. It's an incredible, warm orchestra. I mean, everyone always says that. Everyone's so nice. But also just the the standard and the level that everyone brings to everything is really inspiring. I find that yeah. every single day. I feel the same. It's yeah. happy here. Well, yeah. thanks for doing this. Oh, thank and you so before we, we sign off, could you please get, uh, help our listeners know where they can find your album, on what label, uh, where, where they can locate that? The The latest album came out on Center Discs, mm-hmm. which is the label of the Canadian Music Centre. So you can find the physical album through there and the digital albums available worldwide on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all those perfect places. and as we sign off on this NACOcast we're going to hear one last excerpt from your album could you please tell us what it is what you're going to hear is the very end of Stuart Goodyear's piano quartet thanks Rachel This has been a National Arts Centre podcast. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store, where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. Remember, you can find more great NEC podcasts at necpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.